Welcome back to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. My name is Cody, and I play Elamir on the show. Thank you for your support. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy playing. Welcome back, everybody, Ahoy. to Adventure with Advantage, session 37. Ooh. I had a nice break. I don't know about everyone else, but <laughs> I realized I needed a break. So. <laughs> you needed nice. a break, folks. Make sure y'all hear oh, that correctly. I still have all of you muted in my head. Hold on. <laughs> he needed a break to come up with more story. Unmuted. Bam. No, I guys, didn't plan. I didn't plan anything. Guys, I'm gonna throw <laughs> colors at y'all too. But Nothing's white, planned. black, red, green, blue. Why are you saying oh, this? Yeah, black? this game choose, needs choose a color. Blue, blue, purple, right, blue, blue's a, blue is a purple. I don't have purple, so blue it is. No, I said purple. Mm. Purple doesn't <laughs> exist in my palette of dice either. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a uh, prismatic die. Mm. Nice. Just for shit like that. Does that do anything? No, no, oh, just so like different colors. Yellow, yellow orange, purple, green, blue. Did you seriously <laughs> roll a die for this? <laughs> yes, I did. An <laughs> did you buy that? Or did you, like, I don't know that? when I got this. I have had this for at least 15 years. Nice. Because it's made it through like a few moves with me, so I don't know where it came from at this point. Nice. But it works great for tabletop. <laughs> Instead of rolling a d6, you roll one of the colors. Yeah, I use I do blue damage to him. What is blue damage? <laughs> Man, you need Lightning, a color spray. There you go. Oh god, that'd be great. That would be great. I choose a color. Okay, I'm just gonna roll for it. I get a real kick out of randomization in games. Like it's so entertaining for me. It's like, oh, this is what I got. Okay, I'll roll with it. Whatever. So I was it. looking uh, at the for multi-classing and stuff. It's like, oh wait, there's you can do wild magic and just have a random roll table. Oh my gosh! So it was so tempting. Oh yes. my gosh! <laughs> All right, Mr. DM, you were gonna tell us what happened last time. No, I just I didn't plan anything. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, you didn't plan anything? Uh, I just screwed around for one month. No. <laughs> oh snap! All right. Um. All right. So previously. The party had been sent to Sailport to find out more information on an illegal trade ring in the city. They made some allies and went undercover, eventually exposing the ring as well as the people running it. Uh, as the party made preparations to leave the city, Elamir met up with Svenk, a fellow member of the Astral Order. Svenk informed Elamir that there were planar disruptions taking place, though he wasn't certain of what it meant. Elamir decided to investigate Fenk's former Order Enclave located in the Stonefire Flats, south of Redbrook, to see if he could find any information there. 
Sphinx only gave Elamir the advice to think like a member of the Astral Order to find the entrance. And cryptic details seeing this as an opportunity for Elamir to better hone his planar skills. Casimir finally got his carriage he has been searching for, and Hector was able to finish the party's communication devices uh, that Levy had set out to acquire many moons ago. <laughs> Uh, finally, Hector, hoping to f uh, start fresh, agreed to accompany the party back to Esserim in the hopes he'd be hired at the Goblin Gazette. Uh, with everything packed, the party set out from Sailport, making their way back to Redport. Or, sorry, Redbrook, sorry. Um, so, picking up, uh, you guys have traveled for a few days, making your way toward Redbrook. Uh, you were certain to watch for harpies at Dead Man's Pass. Uh, and you passed through Breakwater where you guys stayed on your way to Sailport, stayed at the same inn, nothing nothing out of the ordinary, just a normal inn stay. Um, <clears throat> you've all, uh, sorry, so you've had a, you've been traveling, had some time to relax from your your work that you put in. You, I think you were in Sailport for about a month. Um, the open road and, yeah, and fresh air has been a nice change of pace after spending a month there. Um, so what have you guys done to keep yourselves busy for this short little break that you have between jobs? Uh, I've, um, go ahead, Steel Scar. What have you been doing? <laughs> okay. So you, um, I want to say that in between, like, because when we started this trip, I had said that I'm going to be leading um, in front with uh, on horseback. But I would imagine that we would, like, kind of take shifts and maybe switch people out every now and then. No nope, bad or... assumption for you. <laughs> oh, is, that, is, that, is that not it? That didn't happen, guys. No, uh, I, I guess I'd, ima I'd imagine that is the I case. Yeah, I would imagine that's <laughs> perfect. So if that is the case, then I would say I've been reading that book that I that I got about um, uh, Asimars and stuff that you. I believe it's pronounced Asimar. Asimar. That's just the way I pronounce it. Because Asimar. As Asimar. So. I thought it was Asimar. As I thought it was Asimar. 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 I think it's, I think it's Asimar. Angel babies. Have a really nice angel babies. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's a celestial boot. It's the celestial boot. <laughs> their cheeks are divine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, you said that. And uh, let me see if I can find where I wrote that down. When you just have to do a search on your entire notes. There you go. There you go. I found it. Okay. Um, so you've been reading through the book. Uh, the book. Um, let me give one second. Uh, so the book was called On Celestia. Is what it's called. Um, it's white with gold inlays. It's a very or, um, a neat finish on the front. Very attractive cover. Uh, they display a picture of an angelic being holding a flaming sword toward the sun uh, and other angelic beings flying toward the sun as well. Um, so to basically go through, the book talks about the origins of the Celestia, which are just any celestial beings in existence, just, you know, the collective group. Uh, that's the name for them. Um, and how they were created by the gods to serve them and help watch over the planes of existence. Uh, there are multiple different types of Celestia. Uh, Diva, Planetar, Solar, Archons, um, some Quaddles, uh, which are like these snake things. Uh, and then there's a small section about Asimars. Um, 
and it just says that the Celestia mainly reside in the Celestial Plane, uh, but they can, on occasion, make their way to the Material Plane. Was there anything in particular you were looking for? Hold on. Uh, for, for the most part, I was looking for mostly general information or um, based on uh, what, uh, what's been described, something about maybe uh, like um, how, how is it that you know, I have the abilities that I have? Mm-hmm. So basically just information on Awesomers. Yeah, just uh, more or less information for Awesomers. The other stuff okay. is, I, I feel like it's not as relevant to Steel Scar only because he, he's only, first of all, trying to figure out more about himself than, than start expanding from that. But uh, he'll read the book and, uh, you know, try to compre- uh, understand what he read and then, you know, put it away and maybe revisit it another time in the future. Sure, sorry, I had to send something. Um, sorry, it, it seems like the stream might be dropping in and out. Just looking mm. up anyone. I don't know if anyone else noticed that or if that was just it's, my computer. I think it might have hicked up, hiccuped once. Um, my internet just see if I can hiccuping. check out what the bit rate is. Okay. Well, let me check. Okay, while you guys are looking at that... Um, so basically, so you're already kind of familiar with how you got your powers. Um, I yeah. believe High Priestess Delma and Esram kind of explained it to you a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, Captain Doring explained it to you that basically your mom, well, you assume your mom um, could be your dad. You're not certain. But from the information that you have, it seems like your mom um, was either some sort of celestial or an Asamar herself or something like that. Um, and that's how you have this connection to the divine um and that's how you have the ability with your wings and uh, basically the things that you've always kind of been uncertain about yourself that's the explanation for those things Uh, in the book the book it you know it just gives you kind of that information as well and so for the most part you would say that uh steel scar basically just read things that have been explained to him uh previously yeah, it pretty much just it confirms everything you've heard and you know it brings you some sort of comfort knowing, okay, right, this seems like legit, this seems like kinda not common knowledge, but this seems normal. Um yeah. it, it does seem like um for Asamars there are different types of Asamars. There can be um Asamars that uh, uh seem to be, you know, lean toward the side of good. There seem to be some Asamars that uh, seem to me have more fallen to evil or the darkness or something like that. Um, All right. And then look, it, it seems like uh, for some, they are able to tap into their divine side and kind of grow that power within them kind of thing. Cool, cool, cool. That's, uh, that's a lot to, to write down, but <laughs> good info, good info. Um, so then... With that in mind, I think uh, Steel Scar is just going to, you know, I don't want to say that he did this in one sitting. This was probably over a few days since we're traveling mm-hmm. a big distance. Okay. I mean, you're having to ask what the big words mean, so. <laughs> you no, know, like I said. I know, I'm joking. Steel, <laughs> Steel Scar first wants to focus on himself before exploring the other things you explained. Okay. And so for now, I think still, 
um, I would be like, okay, this is enough information. And uh, I'd probably be like, I'm saving the book and maybe seeing what the future holds with it. Okay. Once I understand a little more from other sources. All right. Levy, what were you hoping to do during this time? I am going to relax, write in my book, draw up scenery, pictures of Steel Scar in heroic poses, <laughs> getting eaten by a T-Rex. Dying. And, uh, maybe him riding a T-Rex I think would be pretty fun. Bench pressing a T-Rex? Bench pressing a T-Rex is definitely oh something I would goodness. draw. He would uh, as, a chicken, as a chicken, right? Mm-hmm. As a chicken. Yes. chicken. But of course, winning the chicken fights. Yes. Yes. yes because still to be fair, you you weren't there for that but uh, i mean i can imagine it's it's it's, it's <laughs> leisure drawing at this point he, he wasn't uh, there but he did see me in my chicken form i did because i put you there <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> so have we still not figured out which name was the correct name for his no, chicken form it's okay I think no, it was, we Yes, I, I thought it was, I that's just an ongoing goof. I it was, yeah, steel cock or cock scar. Was... <laughs> oh my gosh, we need, a, we need a coin that we can flip. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's both. So one's heads, one's time. tails. Both at the same time. Steel cock, cock scar. Chicken. Rooster. Two sides of the same rooster. Oh uh, gosh. All right, so you just, Levy's busy drawing. Uh, Elamir, what did you, what were you up to? Um, I'm thinking about, uh, as you kind of said, this is like a test for me. So I'd be pretty kind of like serious and thinking about it since we'd been there trying to like replay it in my head of like, you know, did I see something? Did I sense anything? Um, but really probably just anxious and waiting to get there. Okay. Just sitting there with your anxiety. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and what about Casimir? Um, I'd be very much enjoying the carriage. <laughs> you guys just, you guys just no, see him no occasionally for me. <laughs> just petting the walls of the carriage every so often. Uh, very nice. pleased with it. Um, I don't have a rooster to toss, so I don't really know which uh, languages. I would try and bother um, Levy and Steel Scar for learning more uh, Dwarvish and Primordial. And I think both of them know Dorvish. So yeah, I'd be bothering them to try and learn more of those languages, as well as spending some time in my journal trying to figure out like what various things from that one like vision dream could mean. I would be I would be fine talking to you in Dorvish. I would decline talking to you in Primordial, not because I do not want to teach you, but because it hurts my throat when I talk in it. <laughs> Uh, I hold up my lay on hands and go, I can help with that. Nope, nope, it's okay. <laughs> nope, okay. Don't but like yes, your hands. I, I don't like anyone's hands in my throat. As possible learning Dwarvish <laughs> and maybe touching up on more um, Elvish with Elamir if I can bother him. You just see Elamir just preoccupied. He's just sitting in a corner, like twiddling his thumbs, staring at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you the words for like doom and despair. Part <laughs> <laughs> of me just imagines yeah. like Elamir really useful. In uh, in like the cart, just like throwing knives at like a post or something like that, and hitting like the center of, of whatever point he's trying to aim at every uh, single time. As just, long as he's not just, hitting the cart, he's not gonna have any problems for me. Upsetting Casimir. Upsetting Casimir. Hitting yeah. the cart. So DM, I, I have a question. What's up? So okay, because uh, Cas Casimir said that um, he want he came up to me also to try to learn Dwarvish. 
if I was to explain to him that I only know this language because of his belt, <laughs> and if I offered to let him borrow it, would he be able to learn the language? And then after I got my belt back, would he retain the knowledge that he learned? That way, like, I wouldn't be tested all the time to teach waistline. him. <laughs> that, that is a great question. I don't believe, no, I don't believe you gain the language after wearing the belt. I would say that if he wore the belt, he no, would have an easier I can time. wear the belt in practice. Yeah, he'd have yeah. an easier time of teaching himself it. That's what I was asking, like if, because uh, okay. I was saying, like if yeah. I let him borrow it, and he like started taking notes on things that he knows as soon as, soon as he's a, he's a, he's attuned to it. Once mm-hmm. I get it back, wouldn't he retain those notes and use that as better practice? Yes. And learn yeah, I thought material? you were saying. I thought you were saying if you just put him on him, no. let him do it, and no, take no, it no. off. He I know, I power know. level <laughs> his language skill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to ask. Could he power level it? I'd say it would definitely make the process easier. Yes, if you can teach yourself. Yeah. So okay, so on the first day he asked me that, I'll be like, hey, um, well, if you want to borrow this belt and then use it to learn before we arrive where we're supposed to, I'm willing to lend it to you. Uh, I would give him a great big old hug and very uh, excitedly just jump uh, down. Yes, I, would, I, would do that, I, I would do that thing where he goes for the hug, but I put my, my, like the palm of my hand on his chest and just stop him there. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah. So as soon as I take off my belt and hand it to him, you, you would see that I've, First of all, would not speak Dwarven anymore. Um, I'm, I would say change my constitution, but yeah, I'm going to get it back on the last day of travel. Yeah, you're fine. And my beard would shrink. Because Does it shrink? Does it shrink? I don't know. What is it? I, would, I would imagine it stays. Belt of Dwarven dwarf. kind. I only say that because it was the belt that made it grow faster. Yeah, but oh, I, don't know that it, I don't know that it falls out when you take the beard off. I would imagine it just kind of stays there. Oh. Cease growing. Um, yeah, but you have a growing chance to say growing a full beard if you're capable of growing one or visibly thicker beard yeah, if you already have one. It doesn't say the beard falls off if you take it off. Okay. So. Well, that would mean that for like three days of travel, uh, Casimir would start growing a beard. Yes. So, uh, Casimir, I need you to roll. Uh, I mean, you can roll. I don't know. It's roll the 100s. It's a, well, it's a 50-50 shot, basically. So yeah. You have a 50% chance. So you can roll a d20 you can roll at each or just something how many days three days three days three days so right. i need to roll a 50 check for each for yes. three times yeah, yeah. yep 20 and over 10 you succeed i guess okay does, does casimir have any facial hair right now i forget no he shaves it okay carries around a straight razor are you are you shaving it as it's growing quicker here Actually, why don't we uh, see what I think I would first be super surprised to wake up and at <laughs> dawn all of a sudden grow a full yeah fifty percent each day at dawn growing a full. I think I would be super <laughs> super surprised at when the sun uh, rises to suddenly have a beard just go. <laughs> <"Bruh."> <laughs> see grow, um, so I think the first thing I would do would yeah. go over to uh, yeah. So here, let's roll and see what happens on day one. That's sixteen. That's gross. What, what are you okay, doing? Back. Are we so okay? So we're doing a. You doing D twenty? Are we doing evens odds? Uh, D twenty eleven and up. I was gonna say was the fit was positive. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So on dawn one, I uh, wake up, watch the sun rise, and all of a sudden, just like in uh, what's it, Santa Claus the movie? Yep. So, or, uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> um, I grab it, yank on it to confirm it's real, and then go. Steel scar. I have some concern. <laughs> uh, what's up, buddy? Um. It's more of what came down. I have a class on 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Levy's yeah. ears perk up a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> As you see Casimir with a full beard. Let me try again. I have a beard now, and I didn't have a beard before. And it's very thick and bushy. And, it's a per- and would you care to explain? Um, I, I look in that concern is, at the belt. <coughs> that is a side effect of the belt. Um, you know, I mean, why do you think I have this beard? The belt helped it grow long and magnificent. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, looks quite good on you, by the way. You should keep it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Thank you. Okay. Well, good to know I'm not going to die or anything. Um, no. Um, no, it won't poison you or anything. As a matter of fact, you should be resistant to it now with that belt. So it's not going to get any bigger, right? No promises. <laughs> um, in my, very in my, there were days where mines didn't grow, so it might stop at a certain point. Yeah, I'd say eventually, eventually your beard reaches a point where it's not going to grow anymore. Yeah, like I would say Steel Scar's point was already there. Like, it yeah, really- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I think it, you've had enough it, days where it's as visibly thick as it can get. I mean, at this point... Like a top beard or something? <laughs> <laughs> like a Gandalf beard. Sucking it into your belt. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, right, we so would need a male name for uh, Rapunzel. <laughs> Manpunzel. <laughs> okay, um, so after freaking out after growing a full beard in the course of two seconds, as soon as the sun pops up... Um, I would scratch it all day, itched and itchy and annoying, but I'd still be very thrilled to be able to practice speaking, reading, and writing Dwarvish. Okay. Yep. So I would spend pretty much most of the day messing with that, so I'd actually end up leaving Levy alone, unless he was willing to practice with me. Occasionally. Okay. Just go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Who? Me? Uh, Casimir. Okay. Uh, and since you're, gonna, since you're doing three days, go ahead and roll three. Okay, um, and I guess for the other days, that's a five, and that was a 17. Okay, so one more positive day of beard growth on day three. Okay. And then you said three uh, intelligence, intelligence checks. Check. Yes. Okay, those are just flat d20s. Got an eight, a 13, and a one. Can I use luck to re-roll actually, that one? Actually, I will give you advantage on them since you are teaching yourself. Okay. The roll Morgan. So I should probably just write these down. So eight. I think it was like an eight seventeen and a one or something like that. Uh, eight seventeen one. Uh, that's what a nine. That's a nine. It's a sire. <laughs> an eight. A four. A one. I, Are you I'm, kidding me? <laughs> can I uh, can I expend luck? I'm gonna yeah. Can I just start expending luck for one re-roll of each of those? Sure, go okay. for it, man. Thirteen, eight, four. Oof. I think that's as good <laughs> as I'm gonna get. More. Thirteen and seventeen Holy and four basically were the highest. Thir- yeah, thirteen, seventeen, and nine were the highest. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm not the brightest. All right. At the end of the at the end of day three, are you giving back your uh, giving back the belt to Steelscar? Yes, yes. Okay. I would uh, thank him profusely. Uh, did your beard grow an extra day? It did on day three. All right. Make sure I just get this giant beard now. Are you shaving it? Or are you keeping it? I would. I would keep it for the moment. 
Okay. I, I would spend the the rest of that last day debating keeping the beard. <laughs> All right. You know, once we get to Astrum, we should search for beard oils. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give him a concerned look. How much effort does it take to keep one of these? <laughs> it's not too bad. We just got to find some beard oils in the small little comb. <laughs> you should be good. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there would be brushes at this point in time in history. Is there? <laughs> oh, I mean, I would uh, imagine. Yeah, there are. How do we make sure brushes and various feathers. other bristles? Yeah. Okay, then I would say that. <laughs> Go find a brush. All right. Uh, um, I would walk right. away already resolute in cutting it off. <laughs> all right. Beer's um, so, uh, if you remember, Hector's been traveling with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's he, what's he been up to? I shunned uh, him the whole time. <laughs> uh, so you've got you've had some time to get to know him. Uh, basically, you find out that he grew up in Sailport. Uh, he was the child of a sailor. Uh, but as he got older, he found that he was more interested in how things worked rather than actually doing work. Um, he eventually opened his own store, but business was a bit slow. Uh, but he managed to get by. It was only recently that he started to run into trouble, and that's you know where he got connected with the Tide Song Collective and all the stuff that happened. Uh, basically, he's really eager to meet with Grogard and Amber, uh, who you guys have told him about, uh, and he's hopeful for a future there. Um, so you guys are about a day from Redbrook. You'll you'll arrive there the next day. Um, you guys have made uh, camp um, a small near small stream. You guys have set up camp. Hector gets a fire going. Uh, you guys make yourself comfortable for the night. Um, sure, someone's making food or something. I don't know. Levy might have cast his dome thingy. I'm not sure at this point. Whatever you guys want to do. Anything you want to do with your campsite? Dome definitely goes up. Okay. I don't sleep with that. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I'd probably like be on alert, kind of looking out, see if I spot anything out there. You never know what troubles are out. And about. Right, so he um, set up camp inside his dome. As you guys are just sitting around, sitting around the fire, eating, just relaxing. Um, Hector's basically like, So can you tell me a bit about the Goblin Gazette? How'd you all start working there? Uh, yeah. So I was just looking for a job that would let me get to travel a whole bunch. Um, and see more of the world. So I applied as a journalist and SRM and they gave me the job. And on that same very day, I met Steel Scar and uh, Elamir. It's like, hmm, sounds interesting. If you remember Hector wears like the spectacles, makes his eyes look really big, kind of like flickering in the sunlight or the firelight. Uh, and he looks over at Casimir and Steel Scar. And he's like, how did you two meet? Well, I met them all in uh, Silver Ridge when they came to assist me with an investigation. He still thinks we're married. (laughs) Oh. That's why he asked that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It went right over my head. I forgot about that. Oh, shit. I just picked up on that. (laughs) Uh, that You haven't known each other uh, that long, have you? Castamir would... uh, Casimir would look at you and give you a raised uh, look, like raised eyebrow look of, do we want to continue to mess with him? I just, I just look at him and just like uh, nod my, like shake my head. <laughs> I'm, I'd be like, uh, well, Hector, to be honest, we are technically 
not together or anything like that. Um, you, you know, you kind of uh, confused the situation and, you know, we didn't want to, you seem a, you seemed a little excited, and we didn't want to disappoint you on that. We're just staying together for the little ones. <laughs> uh, the reason the reason we have these rings is because um, he he tanks some of my damage in battle. Whatever, whatever you do in your private time, <laughs> fine by me. Oh. No. Whoa, guys, no. I didn't know it was like that. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skill Scar just looks embarrassed and he's like, we're not together. End of discussion. He's like, oh, I just I just I just assumed you seem to be giving each other rings and seem to be putting them on each other. I my apologies for making assumptions. It's fine, don't worry about it. Holding up the rings, I ask her. Do you not remember enchanting these? <laughs> like, I, I do, but I thought that they were special rings to you, and you wanted them enchanted for your for, for your spouse, <laughs> for your lover. <laughs> no, 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 you guys. Uh, oh yeah, it was the rings. Yeah, yeah. It was the rings. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. What he thought. <laughs> so, so I'll ask Hector. What did you think we did? With the third and fourth ring. <laughs> if I remember Actually, correctly, you, know what? Never you, mind. Took, you took the rings and you gave it to him. Or there was something that I forget exactly what you did, we, but there was something. Our, no, it's because we took off our rings. Off our oh, rings. that's right. Oh, <laughs> at the same time. Because you guys had went and bought the other two, but you already yeah. had. Because <laughs> there was a two that I had yeah. originally had and then the two that we bought. He's like, I thought I was just... Um, you know, enchanting your your wedding ring. My apologies. No, no I mean, I'm surprised I picked up on that really quickly. Just now, though. Oh, but no, guys, it would be really beautiful because, like, you guys would be together in heart and in mind because now you could talk to each other all the time. That's right. And and share each other's damage or whatever you do. Which you guys, you guys <laughs> oh wow, that's going to become a meme. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh um, man, I did not mean to say it like that. But it just, I wasn't Sky, thinking Skyrim level of humor. Oh, oh you definitely. Ooh, okay. We remade the "I will carry your burdens" joke. <laughs> we'll carry your burdens joke. Oh man, no, but it's don't worry about the confusion. It's all right. I mean, we all have each other's backs. <laughs> I would look at Steel Scar and just say, maybe you should just stop. <laughs> I just like I decide to switch with whoever's horse riding and I take and I just go a little forward to scout. No, so you're gonna you guys are you're as a camper for the night. Oh we are camping for the night. I can't I don't I walk outside the dome and I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna search around. <laughs> Are you going on patrol? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't go far. I just go right outside the door, dome and start circling. <laughs> after yeah. like after like probably like five minutes of him doing that, I'm gonna like press on the ring and use it and be like, y- "You want some company, Steel Scar?" 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send a message. Don't worry, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I got your back. And then I turn the the dome opaque, so you can't see Steel Scar on the. So. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna roll a perception check just to see if I can see anything. <laughs> roll out with there. roll with disadvantage. Oh no! That's <laughs> perception. Yep. Uh, no, no, that's a three. <laughs> you find a that's rock. A three. Find, find a rock. rock. And you pick it up, and you immediately think of Casimir. Oh, shit, I forgot to find a rock. <laughs> Wait, is he going to bring, bring yeah, like, Casimir might like this rock. <laughs> I don't know where I put my that's rock. A, Damn. That's a pretty nice rock. <laughs> Damn good rock. Uh, I just, like, finish my, I finish walking around, I go back inside, I'm just like, hey, Casimir, and I toss him the rock, like, unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how yeah. thoughtful! Thank you. Uh, Casimir can add that rock to his collection of rocks. There, add it to the collection. Oh <laughs> wow, you actually have a patch of rocks. Uh, a horn, actually. I feel like we oh, talked about this before. He has a horn of rocks. Oh gosh! All right. Should I keep them? But in the uh, <laughs> the item you gave me. Oh, horn man, the horn. There yeah, the go. horn. Yep. This is not my episode right now. <laughs> I think it's all your episode right now. It is. <laughs> nice. All right. all right. Okay. So you guys, um, you, when you guys are in the dome, you don't worry about anyone being on um, watch, or do you want someone to be on watch? Uh, we've got Volley, the... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cat. Bam. Okay. So I'll play. She's out doing her thing all night. All right. All right, so you guys rest for the night. Um... Casimir, yeah. As you're sleeping, uh, you suddenly have a very visit, vivid dream. You stand in a library, holding a small candle. On either side, you see large bookshelves filled with countless books that rise up, end up, and eventually disappear into the darkness above. Ahead of you, you see a long aisle with bookshelves um, on either side, um, and you assume you're in some sort of library or something like that. Uh, you look behind you, and you see row after row of books stretching backwards as well. Um, you begin to move forward. As you do so, you notice books begin to fly off, kind of like float off the shelves, and then immediately dart, you know, in front of, into the darkness in front of you or behind you or something like that. Um, but you keep moving forward, uh, but the aisle never seems to end. Uh, you seem to break into a brisk pace. Uh, making sure to avoid the books that are darting past you uh, as they go off into some unknown destination. Uh, your candle begins to burn low as you begin running, hoping to find something before the light is gone. Eventually, you reach a dead end as you see a small display case. You approach the display case, and you see a book inside. You seem drawn to this book, an inexorable pull toward it. You open the display case and take the book. The cover is a dark purple, as a single eye etched into the leather. You blow the dust off the book and open the clasp. As you open it, you turn to the first page, and you see the following words written in the center. Power comes at a price, and to knowledge is power. You turn the page, and you see the same thing. You begin to flip through the pages, page after page after page. You keep seeing, power comes at a price, knowledge is power. Suddenly, the words on the page begin to glow. They start off dim, 
but they begin to glow brighter and brighter. You try to look away, but you can't. Brighter. You try to shield your eyes, but you can't move your hands. It glows brighter. You try to close your eyes, but you can't. Brighter. You try to focus on something else, but your eyes are glued to the words. Power comes at a price. Knowledge is power. You feel as though you are looking into the sun itself as the light from the pages continue to glow brighter. Your eyes begin to burn as they glow brighter. You let out a cry of agony as the light envelops everything around you, and you wake with a sudden gasp and breathing heavily. You look around at the campsite, but things look different. Things looked as if they are obscured by some sort of dense fog. You can make out the outline of the carriage, the campsite, but you can't seem to make out the fine details. You can't see the imperfections in the wood. Uh, You can see the fire nearby flickering, but you can't make out the oranges and reds and whites in the fire. You look to your side and you see Levy sleeping. You can see his body laying against the ground. You can see his sleep roll and all that stuff, but you can't see the details on his face. You can't see the colors of his pajamas. You gaze over at Steel Scar, who seems to glow a dim blue, unlike your other companions. Valley approaches you. As you see, she is see she is also glowing a faint blue. You gaze around and realize that beyond about 120 feet, you can't really see much as it's too obscured by the fog. This seems to cover everything. You gaze up at the night sky. And though it is dark, you can see just slight lights in the distance, which you imagine to be the moon and the stars. Um, you rub your eyes and blink, thinking maybe there's something wrong with your eyes. But no matter what you do, your vision stays the same. Um, is there any residual pain? Uh, there's not much pain, but it's kind of like reach up and feel around your eyes. Um, you feel like maybe something burned or something your skin feels a little off uh i try healing them with uh lay on hands okay you lay your hands on your eyes and attempt to heal them but nothing you you can't quite see your own eyes but it doesn't the the skin still feels the same okay i uh, um, call out as, guys guys wake up something's wrong well as you as you cast you know lay on hands you begin you you feel this power and you a power that you've not felt before. Um, but something seems different. Something seems off, um, obviously, with your vision. But you seem to have access to some other magic that you've not had access to before. Um, as I call for the, the others to wake up, I try to look inside myself to see what's changed. Um, <clears throat> Would we hear him calling out to us? I'd say you would eventually wake up, yeah. Um, you, uh, you, you feel that you have a greater, a greater connection to uh, magic in the arcane than you've had before. Um, so yeah, I would tell everyone to wake up. I'd cast light just because it seems everything's dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what? Light, uh, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't seem to change much for your vision. But they're all kind of wake, woken up by you casting light, and it's bright and everything. Oh, my eyes. What's going on? The same question. My eyes. What's going on? What do uh, they look like? 
What as you guys, look, as you guys look over at Castamere's eyes, you see as if, like, the sockets in his eyes have literally been burned. And, but you see a faint, dim, purplish glow kind of in his eye sockets. Uh, can I uh, put my hand on the shoulder and cast Lesser Restoration? Uh, you can. Can I do an Arcana check to see what that is? I do what I do. Okay, so you cast Lesser Restoration. His eyes stay the same. Okay, I burnt that for no reason. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and make an Arcana check if you'd like. Come on, Levy. Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> Obviously, there's something at work here, but you're not certain what it is. Uh, Hector can make one. Let me see. He rolled really well. Okay. Uh, Hector kind of gets up and you see kind of like pulls out like a like some sort of magnifying glass or something he has laying around as he like kind of like looks in your eye and he's kind of looking around. And he's like, well, I'm 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 no like doctor or anything, but um, it seems to be some sort of magic or something. I'm, I'm not exactly certain. Do you feel different? You, you think something's different. Uh, duh. And yes, of course, I feel different. He's like, well, I, he's like, I don't know what's going on with your eyes. <laughs> um, in exasperation, I feel around them and say, well, my senses have changed. Um, I can't see your face. It's like, I have I'm no sorry. Idea what that could be. Truly <laughs> <laughs> <really> missing out. <laughs> it's an experience, I know. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I could do. Hold on. So you say there's light coming out of his eyes, right? Glowing purple. So it's not like it's not like like this. It's more like where you where it it would be as if like there was a small light on his eyeball, kind of thing. All right. Uh, uh, you want me to try and do something like, for you, Casimir? Hmm. I mean, I can try uh, something. Clarif- uh, clarify first, because I think you turn me into a dragon. Well, there's the easy option of fireball, obviously. But I could also just try dispelling the magic. Based on the dream I just had, I fear that's likely dangerous. For Fair both of us. Um, there's... Okay, uh... No, there's nothing I can really do. I mean, well, I don't think casting daylight would help. No, that's fine. <laughs> Please don't. In his <laughs> eye socket. <laughs> in his light socket. It wouldn't do me any harm, would it? That'd be hilarious. Wait, wait, wait. Is he considered blinded? No, he's not. Okay. So he should be able to... Oh, but he can't see us because of the light. He can see you. Uh, I, I can see you. He can so see change- you. He can see you really well. I cast light. It did not change what how I perceived the world. So if you were to cast daylight, I think the only oh, thing. Oh yeah, he sees me as a blue aura, right? You said yes. Um, yeah. So I would describe to them: you're blue. Okay. Cat's blue. Okay. Nothing else is blue. What's the Nothing. other color? Black shadow. Uh, does outline. he see their outlines too? Casimir, yeah, you can see everyone's outlines. You just glow with a faint blue, and so does Vali. Mm. Would would Elamir reasonably know that as he is a 
basically like where uh, he gets his powers from. Would Elamir know where he gets his powers from? Yeah. Um. Or is that kind of like hidden? I mean, no. I mean, uh, m- most magic is either from an arcane nature or uh, from a divine nature. I, For rangers, I think theirs is might be considered arcane. I don't remember exactly which it is. Because I actually think druids are divine, even though they get theirs from, like, nature. I don't remember where rangers get their magic. I'd have to look. Um, I use the medallion of knowledge. Sounds useful. Um, what does it do again? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> you, uh, I cast legend lore. So I, I want to look for purple eyes, I guess. In legend lore. I don't know. Yeah, is that the right one? Right. It's hard is to figure out what's favorite one. Let's see. Let me look at it real quick. Legend lore. Okay. So what exactly are you asking about? Um, what does so legend lore exactly do? Sorry. I'm trying name? to describe a person, place, or place object. object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. The more information you already have, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. Well, uh, the- we can think more. about this together then, because like, I figure like since we can only use this once per day... We've used this before and tried it out. What do we want to ask it exactly? Do we want are to ask holding, about your eyes, you, Casimir? Are you holding the medallion right now? Yeah. yeah. Casimir, as he's holding the medallion, it seems to illuminate for you. Um, I point at it and say, well, that's glowing now. Well, that's great. Um, would I be able to see the symbol on the medallion? Yes. Um, well, I tell him, one, that's glowing. Two, that's an amulet of Hullet. I would hold up my um, mask that would be tied to my pack. And go, same symbol on this. Hmm. Uh, and if he, as soon as he mentioned uh, Kaza that his symbol is glowing, but then I would pull mine out and show it to him as well. Yours is not glowing. I sigh as I would have felt really left out because I don't have any medallions. <laughs> you hold out like a necklace. What about this? It's got two arrowheads on it. Mm. <laughs> Isn't steel scars of um, the human god? Um, I think skills. I think skills are the only one who knows that knowledge about his. So I'd have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me. You told me. You told me. I actually have it in my. I, I hold on, because I actually told the. I just. I just. Mine would be of Eldrin. Our holy symbols, consecrated or not? I just. My holy symbol, the according to what you told me, it'll be related to Eldrin. In a way. So your medallion, you were told, was um similar to the medallion uh the symbol of eldrin but it belonged to an offshoot of followers of eldrin known as the bright crusaders who were zealots yeah that's i remember what, you saying that's what um doring told you yep yo mama yes yo mama 
So, so we have to describe a person, place, or object for this to work. Do we? Do we have anything? Because I don't think just, just saying purple eyes is going to give us much. Here, I'll post the. Uh... So, Casimir, do you have any people or objects or <clears throat> anything that you can imagine that would that you would want to ask about? Um, I describe the dream in the library in the book. Here, um, I I, pa I pass him the medallion so that he can make the question because it doesn't require doing the. Okay. Uh, I ask, who owns the library? That's not a person, place, or object. Do you want to um, ask about the library? Name or describe a person, place. Um, bring my summary. Uh, yes, I would think of the. I would describe the library, the place. Okay. Give me a second. <clears throat> Watch him bust out some Eminem like rhyming rap. <laughs> <laughs> West Philadelphia. <laughs> oh man, we're going. Um, Couched in figurative language, we're busting out Eminem. <laughs> okay, uh, so you basically ask about the library, um, and you get this download of data basically and into your head and. Um, you are informed that <clears throat> that is the uh, library by many names, um, but it is the under the domain of the goddess Halette, the Keeper of Secrets. Um, that is her domain. That is her library. That is where her knowledge, much of her knowledge, is held. Um, <clears throat> you know that it's uh, as the um, goddess of forbidden knowledge, uh, dark knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Halette is not someone to invite people to her library often, as oftentimes the knowledge that she watches over is a danger to many people. Um, she's not a goddess who uh, would invite people there often. Uh, so being there seems to be of some significance. Um, but again, it's it's a library by many names. Uh, you know, the library of secrets, the the library of the all-seeing all lady. Um, so basically it is a library belonging to the goddess Halette, which oh, yeah. is of the medallion that you're holding right now. Okay. After the uh, information download, I will uh, gently pass the medallion back to Levy and oh, say... You can borrow it if you want to. We, we, we don't use it all the time. <laughs> um, okay, then I hold on to it and I explained to everyone, well, it looks like whatever has happened to me was from Hollette. So, so probably some sort of reason. And but you're not dying, right? Divine intervention, basically, or something. Uh, divine intervention. Might have found something, well... Multiclass. <laughs> Multiclass! Multiclass. Uh, <laughs> yes. If you want, you can uh, add the medallion of knowledge to your inventory and I'll delete from mine. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll hold on to the medallion. I'll explain to them that I must have visited the library of Hallette, where she keeps her secrets, and that this is probably a combined curse and blessing that I've received. For those who, for for outside the game, Meta, do you want to say what you've done? I have multiclassed into Warlock, so uh, Divine Celestial Warlock. Ooh, fun. And due to that shift, I'm also Oath of the Watchers. Yeah, Oath of the Watchers. Yeah, I, so for those who weren't aware, um, when 
Casimir joined us. He was only supposed to stay on for one arc, but we decided to keep him on. So he made his character kind of short term. So I've let him make a few changes. I've let him make a few changes so that he can enjoy it more. So he's switching up his oath to Oath of the Watchers. And then he's multiclassed um, into Warlock. Long term character. <laughs> so, yes, so there you go. Anything else you want to do with your glowy purple eyes? Look, look with your special eyes. <laughs> um, well, I go hunting for my brand. Um, <laughs> uh, I would apologize for waking them up. Spend probably the next hour seeing what things I could see or couldn't see. Uh, send Volley back out for um, scouting. And I would add uh, the amulet to my character sheet. Okay. Alrighty. Really so, assuming everyone else just goes back to bed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, exactly. That's weird. All right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Good night. All right. Let me get back to my session notes. Uh, Levy, what was it called so I can search it up? The Medallion of Knowledge. Thank you. Okay. I feel like it probably would be more well used with you. <laughs> you would probably remember to use it. Maybe. I don't know so how many sessions did it take before he took it. I forgot I gave him a horn. Yeah, the, carrying <laughs> around this true. horn of Taskmaster for how long without like, knowing I like, that I was carrying it? What horn? <laughs> Do you get through my pack? Hey, look what, what's this? Uh, you just gotta equip it. Here, have a wondrous item. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys go back to sleep. Uh, wake up next morning, head out, uh, expecting to arrive in Redbrook that day. Uh, so you can, uh, Casimir, just looking as stuff's going by, just everything looks different for you, just trying to get used to everything. Um, so you can continue on the path as it winds up and down the familiar rolling hills as you near Redbrook. As you crest one of the hills, you catch a small... Uh, but familiar sight, uh, Bloodthorn Castle. Perched on the edge of the cliffside, the red Bloodthorn flowers fall, covering the cliffside of the castle in a deep red. Beyond the, the castle, you see the sun setting on the rising. Uh, as you continue forward, <clears throat> you can make out the remains of Natal and Anduul. Uh, but as you get closer, you can see that efforts seem to be underway to repair them, reconstruction. Um, <clears throat> you can see what you know, where you didn't see, th or things were burned down previously, you already see them been cleared away, and looks like work is being done. Um, you guys... So, would you say it's it's a huge progress for about a month's time since you were gone? Uh, not huge, but there's definitely progress. Could you throw up the world map just so we can get, uh, like, an idea of yeah. locale? Yeah. Yep. Do you want the world map, or do you want the Redbrook map? Redbrook. Let's do Redbrook. Yeah. yeah, let's do Redbrook. Oh, what drawings are here? Oh, they're still here. Oh, good. Oh, no, wow. there's no, there's no, oh there are drawings. <laughs> there's a freaking bow. Uh, let, me, let me delete. They delete the the drawings. Why, those drawings are great. No, Who drew that? No, get rid of your dumb smiley face. Get out of here. <laughs> fast. <laughs> so we, we're that? coming in uh, via Natal, right? Um, from the I, east. I so. Yeah, I think so. That's the direction you were coming from. Yeah, yeah we would be coming from the top. So you guys uh, uh, where do you want to go? 
Um, well, I mean, our eventual destination is... Uh, yeah, it would be southwest. Yes, yeah, Stonefire Flats is down south. Yeah, and that's it's where we wanted to right stop for Elamir, right? You said you meant you had yes. mentioned that. Yes. Um. So I would imagine. I don't think we need to like make an announcement into the castle or anything like that. No. Hey, everybody, we're, we're here. back. Uh, hey, friends. Remember how we helped out that one time? Yeah. No, no. Uh, so maybe you like just... friends. Remember when they knocked me out that one time? You seem yeah. to make great friends there. And, I mean, yeah. Uh, Lord Montever told you to return. If you ever return, feel free to come back to the castle. Uh, I would say we could maybe make just a quick stop just to ch let them know that how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. But I mean, what time, Dave, is it right now? Uh, it's not nighttime yet. It's just, it's like evening. It's like hmm. getting, it's getting close uh, to dinner time. Well, I mean, it's getting kind of late. Maybe we could spend the night here and then head out in the morning. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <clears throat> But but maybe the castle could provide housing for us. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, let's let's go let's go let's go check out Blutter Castle. Might as well. I, I, I like some. I like to sleep in a good like, bed. Like free lodging. Free lodging. I mean, the hut's was... great, but it's it's no castle. Bella, it's who came with us, right? Yes. Okay. Bella Montever. Um. Okay. So you guys are making your way to the castle. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Um. So you guys make your way north. Uh. Through past Natal again. If you guys remember when you were there last, the town was under siege. Uh. You held out at the uh, chapel that was in Natal. Uh. You were able to hold off the uh knoll and horde that was attacking the castle or sorry the chapel. Uh. You make your way up toward Kalan. Did never seem to be attacked. Uh. Eventually, to the castle. Um. You arrive, you see the familiar walls with the vines snaking their way up the stone. You see the large banners with the bloodthorn flower gently flapping in the wind as you approach the gate. A guard asks you to stop. Uh, and as he approaches, he kind of like lifts up you know, his, his helmet a little bit and he's like, please state your business. Uh, and as he... Who's driving? Mm, probably Casimir. Probably Casimir. Definitely not me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's your cart. As Casimir is driving the cart, uh, the guard sees you and he recognizes you. And it's like, oh, you've returned. The heroes of Andul. We're heroes. Heroes? Like, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, please, we helped a bit. Please. Come inside. I would... Steel Scar has a cheeky smile after being called a hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, he ushers you guys in into the castle walls. Cool. Assuming you continue forward. Yes. Okay. Um, so you, you, you pull in the castle walls into the bailey of the castle. Um, <clears throat> so let me catch up where I was. Um, eventually, the, one of the guards just tells you to make your way inside, and um, anything you need that they'll they'll help you. The servants will help you out inside. Um, you guys make your way into the castle. Um, eventually, one of the servants stops and sees you and uh it's kind of like a elderly man he's like um how may i assist you uh we were just uh stopping by we're friends you could say ah yes of course were you were you hoping to stay the night um 
if, if it's not too much trouble, I mean, we wouldn't want to put anyone out uh, anywhere. But, you know, if if it's an offer, yes, sure. It's like, oh, no, 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 of course. Any friends of Lord Montevere are welcome to stay here at the castle. Please, Ooh. follow me. I follow. He, he leads you guys up the steps uh, and takes you back, actually, to the room that you guys have stayed in previously. Um, and um, as he kind of, uh, you know, stands at the door, he's like, uh, the... The the family will be um, dining in shortly. Uh, if you would like to eat with them, you can make your way uh, down to the dining hall and join them. I'm sure they would be very happy to see you. Oh, what's uh, Henry? If we are if we are welcome, I will be glad to. What's Henry's reaction to all of this? The castle, you mean, us you mean going Hector. Hector, 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 yeah. He's kind of like looking around, just like in awe and wonder. Uh, if you remember, Hector's kind of a—he's got kind of a gut, and he's—he's he, not by any means an attractive man, but <laughs> he's got like the big, the big goggles. He's got kind of like wispy hair. You imagine years of experimenting and creating things have taken its toll on his body, and he just doesn't seem to care too much about his looks. Um, but he's just like looking around with his big spectacles. He's like, "Wow, you seem to have made friends in high places." Apparently, definitely. <laughs> um, can I cast uh, prestigitation on my clothes to clean them? Sure, and then yeah. I would like to change into something a little bit nicer. Okay. Because I, I asked Levy to do the same for me. Full tuxedo. See his clothes get clean. I'm I am in a full green tuxedo. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. All right. And it's right, it's a that. it's a like emerald green. I was going to ask, is it like kind of a shiny green or no, kind of emerald. just okay, emerald green? Okay. As soon as I see Levy clean his clothes, I ask him if he can do the same for me. Yeah, and I just go, hmm, wave my hand and <laughs> it like disappears off. Yep, all the dust and grime from your armor disappears. And both of you yeah. too, and then I do it. And Hector, would you like, are you going to be coming with us? He's like, if you don't mind, I think I'll stay, have them bring um, the food to me. This has been quite the experience. Um, and I'm not used to this sort of treatment. And I'll be honest, I've um, I don't want to be around royalty or anyone in charge right now. If I catch you, have, I, I I understand. Say no didn't more. Didn't have a good experience in Sailport, so <laughs> yeah, say no more. All right. Sector stays in the room. Are you guys making your way down yeah. to the dining hall? Oh, definitely. You remember the dining hall? It's it's near the near the um the entrance. Um, you guys have eaten there before. Yeah, wasn't that a command station at one point? To, to uh, no, the, like uh, the other side was. Okay. There was it was like the there was like a fireplace, whatever you call like a yeah, that's right, small that's library, right. a den or something. Um, okay, uh, so you guys enter the dining hall. Uh, as you do so, you see three familiar faces. Uh, you see Bella, Philip, and Leon Montever, the children of the uh, Lord and Lady Montever. Hey, we uh, saved one of those. And yes, uh, it was Leon. Uh, no. Yes, it was Leon. Um, and somebody else, too. The wizard guy that's there. Garagar? Yeah, he's not at dinner. Oh, he's not there? Yeah. You said it was Bella, right. Leon, and who? Philip. Philip. So you, I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to make sure. You worked with yeah. one of the sons because he was at Natal. It was Leon. Was it Leon? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Leon was at Natal. Was, yeah, he was the one that was like leading the defense when you guys showed and up. He was injured, I think. Yeah, 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 like we, his arm was we, on we, we created the diversion to get him to safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they climbed the bubble and they were supposed to. 
He's still salty about it. The scaling of the inside and outside. It was a fun session. Don't it don't was. Okay. Anyways, we were at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so well, as they, as they see you guys, um, they approach um, you. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, come on. Come on. Where's my thing? All right. So if you remember the way that they all look, um, Bella has like black hair and kind of paler skin. She's like a wizard. Um and she's she's wearing like very elaborate robes, and then Leon, the oldest, kind of has like kind of shorter cut hair. His arm seems to be doing better, though he doesn't seem to move it too much. Um, the younger son, who you didn't really do much with because you didn't really encounter him, he seemed he was sent off actually to a, a different. I think it was sent to Kalan. Um, uh, he's gonna got like kind of like longer blonde hair. Um, as they see you, they approach and. Uh, Leon walks up and he reaches out a hand to shake. He's like, "Ah, oh, it's, it's so good to see you guys." Yeah, you too. Welcome back. Welcome you seem back. To be doing better. He's like, "Yes, my my arm has um, it's definitely healed. I have Captain Doring to thank for that. It's getting much better. Um, but it's been it's been quite the quite the time since you guys have left. And we'd love to uh, hear about it. Of course, of course. Um, <clears throat> sorry." Uh, Leon basically uh, explains to you that uh, <clears throat> he's been in charge of him and his brother Philip have been in charge with some of the reconstruction in Natal and Unduel, so they've been kind of like in charge of that. Uh, and Philip approached, and he's like, "You know, I'm I'm quite upset. I didn't get a chance to work with you. I've heard nothing but good things and the grand tales of your exploits." Oh well, uh, hey, better now than uh, never. <laughs> it's like well for our sake i hope that we don't ah uh, there's not another knoll incursion no in no no probably hopefully something more fun than that yes so and i i look at leon and the rest and I'm like uh so what happened to the rest of the knolls where they run uh wiped out or at this point bella speaks up she's like um well, if you remember before you left, the Dark Elves arrived and uh, provided some much-needed assistance. And a few days later, we got reinforcements from Esserim. Uh We were eventually able to push the Knolls out of Redbrook, uh, and they fled into the Carlin Lowlands <clears throat> and beyond the Stonefire Flats. Um, it's they They didn't give up easily. They put up a fight, but we were successful in the end. Uh, and Garagar and I believe that, with the help of Levy here, we were able to determine that they were most likely after a staff um, from a battle long, long ago between my people and Knowles. Um, and it seemed that they, we believe that they wanted to collect the remaining pieces of that staff and attempt to reconstruct it. Um, but you guys were able to um, ensure they didn't get a piece that was in Natal. And there's a piece here in the castle, so it's not beyond reason that they may have attacked the castle after if they were successful in the toll. Well, why don't you send those pieces with us? Then they have no reason to attack you again. No, 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 no. We don't want that responsibility. No, 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 no. She's like, yeah. I thought we agreed to leave them here so we wouldn't be chased. She's like, yeah. Before you left, you agreed. 
uh, to leave the piece that you found in a tall with us. Exactly. Yes, please. And, and now that we know what they're after, uh, it has made our made things much clearer. Now, the pig, the pieces of the puzzle have come together. Well, that's good to hear. I always good, like a good solution. Any any news on what this staff would do if put together? Well, uh, we're not exactly certain what the staff itself would do, but the staff was owned by a knoll named Logoltha, uh, who is a powerful necromancer. So I can only imagine it would do some something related to necromancy, some evil magic. Wasn't this something you were interested in, Levy? No, not not as much. It, I mean, it, it it borderline, but not not a ton. <laughs> not my it's it's not my passion project <laughs> no but uh it's very good to know that uh that has been wrapped up at least and the construction is going well this for the time being my, my father has more details he should be here shortly and i'm sure he'd love to inform you of some of the updates and at that point the um you see lord and lady montever uh enter the room and um, they're very happy to see you. Uh, Lord Montever approaches each of you and gives you a firm handshake and is like, I, I heard from the servants that you had arrived here and I'm so happy to see each of you here tonight. You are always welcome here in Bloodthorn Castle. Thank you so much for having us. Like, we really appreciate it. We were uh, on our way back um, from Galeport <clears throat> and uh we thought we would stop by and see how the progress was going. So yes, I'd love to. I'd love to hear how your uh, how things in Sailport went. Please take a seat. Uh, the servants will be bringing us the food shortly. All right. So you guys find a, find a seat around the table. Um, everyone takes a seat. Eventually, the the doors burst open as the um, servants begin to bring out the food. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice food. Not not like over the top. Um, but there's roasted pork and potatoes and steamed carrots and wine. Of course, there's wine as um, everyone begins to feast. And uh, as you guys are just relaxing, enjoying the food and feasting, um, Lord Montevere speaks up and is like, um, well, so what's, how, did, how did things go in Sailport for you? Well, uh, our story ended up being a little bit more intense than we had thought. That was that was one thing. Um, we ended up getting my little project that I had wanted. We we have now have magical rings that we can talk to each other with. It's fantastic. Oh, wonderful! Uh, Sounds like it would be handy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we figure I figured it would be great for communication on like a battlefield or something if, if we need to. Of course. Um, and then uh, yeah, we ended up busting a illegal animal trading ring. Interesting. Yeah, and I can give go into details on. Okay. The, yeah. Kind of the story of what we did. And he, uh, he basically here, here said, let me let me roll performance to see how well I tell the story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that would be a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Could, could I attempt to boost him with uh, guidance, just messing around with like the new uh, magic I can feel? Oh, you want to cast guidance on him? Yeah. Sure. What do I get? Uh, uh, extra d4. Three. Okay, so 19. 
Okay. You guys listen as Levy begins to weave this tale of every your exploits in uh, Sailport. You know, you arrived there. You eventually learned you were hunting down the dinosaur trade. You found a group that seemed to be interested in what you were peddling, and you hunted down a dragon and all sorts of things. And <clears throat> the the everyone at the table seems interested, and you know, um, congratulates you guys on killing a dragon. And, no small feat. I, I, I killed the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I, I have a, a second name. I'm Levy Dragon Killer. Or what, what was the name of the dragon? Uh, Rimzarin. Rimzarin. Levy Rimzarin. <laughs> Slayer, or is it just Rimzarin? You like you took its last. <laughs> I, I, I took I took its I took its name as my middle name now. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm actually updating my good. character sheet for this. Is it gonna do? It? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, and so Lord Montevers basically like, oh, it sounds like you um, you met uh, Lord Gellows in Singapore. We did. That was an experience. Threatening man, he is interesting yes. man to say the least. <laughs> yes, he. Uh, I had warned you that he was an interesting man before you left, but he's a powerful ally. Um, but he has a quite quite a history with him. Um, I've heard. He's been, yes, he uh, recently he has been working to ingratiate himself to the hiking in Ilm, um, hoping to legitimize Sailport in his eyes. Um, but for many many years, Sailport was. A den of thieves and pirates, but it's only recently that Lord Gellows has decided to turn things around. And it sounds like the thing you were sent there to investigate was something that was once legal and is now illegal in town. Correct. So uh, we <clears throat> apparently did the right thing for Lord Gellows, which is fantastic. Uh, I don't want to be on his bad side. I actually don't want to be on anyone's bad side if I don't have to. <laughs> As I guess, well, it is difficult to go through life not getting on somebody's bad side, eventually. Differencing of opinions always creates <laughs> problems. Yes. Um, he's like, well, since you assisted us so much during the attack here on Atoll, um, let me just give you, I'll give you a quick update of things that have been happening so far. Um, with the assistance of the Dark Elves and the timely arrival of the forces from Esserum, we were able to push the Gnolls out of Natal and Unduul back to the Carlene Lowlands. Uh, this, we've set up a defensive perimeter along the south of Redbrook. Uh, the elves are still here, but in greatly reduced numbers. Um, but we've received additional reinforcements from Esrum to help secure the area around Redbrook. Captain Doring returned to Esrum, but he left Sosha, his second command, in, uh, in here to assist uh, Captain Arnold. Uh, speaking of which, Captain Arnold has made a speedy recovery after her encounter with Drokar. Steel Scar, I'm sure you can understand that pain. Um, thanks to Captain Doring. Uh, she's been leading the defense and sending out scouts to keep an eye out for any more Knoll attacks or keep an eye on their activity. Uh, Bella here has been researching the staff of Logotha with Garagar, and they've we have two pieces and are almost certain that the Knolls were attempting to put the rest of the pieces together to um, attack and take over Redbrook for past slights they feel took place. Um, I have been in constant communication with Esserim and the surrounding cities, coordinating and giving information about the Knolls. 
Uh, we were able to read out, reach out to the forces at Fort Suter. Uh, they received a directive to hunt down the gnolls and eliminate them. The dwarves of Kazakh Graz Kadum um, have pledged their aid in hunting down the gnolls as well. Um, Lady Montevere has been seeing to the recovery and well-being of the displaced citizens and finding them lodging. As you can imagine, many people lost their houses and livelihoods. Uh, that is not an easy place to, easy job to find people, place to stay and work to do. Um, and Leanne and Philip here have been leading the cre- reconstruction efforts in Natal and Anduul. So we have been quite busy uh, since you left. And so what what brings you back to Redbrook? Well, we were on our way back towards Esrim when we thought we would stop by, and I believe, um, Elmer, you mentioned about something going... Where was it again? Uh, the Stonefire Flats, which, uh, you know, Bella accompanied us there before. Um, I have some business to attend to regarding um, some of my people. Um, speaking of which, um, is Garagar in town? Um would love to chat with him before we uh, head down there. Yes, Garagar is in town. I'm not sure what he's doing. And then Bella speaks up. He's like, ah, oh, yes, he uh, he's taking dinner in his study. He's deep into some some new thing he's chasing. Uh, and I guess I'll ask her, uh, is it uh, usually all right if I would bother him after dinner? Um, He probably won't like it, but... He never likes being interrupted, so go ahead and bother him. Right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, and then Lord Montevere speaks up. He's like, well, if you don't mind me asking, what, what is it that you're searching for in the Stonefire Flats? Uh, we are looking for signs of the Astral Order. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of them. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Okay, uh, 14. 14, okay. Uh, he's like, he kind of like leans forward. He's like, um, are you, what ties do you have to the Astral Order? Uh, I'm a member. <laughs> oh. Uh, an inexperienced one at that, but um, well. there's there's been uh, many events that have kind of led to uh, some troubling situations for the Order. So I'm trying to just find uh, anybody that might be able to uh, update us and figure out where I can help best. This, yes, I um, I know of the Enclave. I've had sparse communications with the people staying there. Um, uh, they, but it was nothing of great importance. Uh, I'm aware they had some sort of camp in the Stonefire Flats somewhere near the Scalding Lake. Uh, but its price, precise location is not known to me. Um, but yes, we, we had a few communications back and forth, but again, it was nothing, nothing in depth and, um, nothing much other than, you know, that they were operating in the area is all that we really knew about. I'll say, um, obviously your efforts here are pretty chaotic, so it might be hard to keep track of anything, but, uh, have you, have you noticed any, um, abnormalities <laughs> uh we we had reports and actually experienced what they uh called a planar disruption uh in cellport and i'm curious if you felt any thing of the sort not sure if you'd be familiar with that it's like um no we've not had anything out of the ordinary occur here 
that I know of. Bella, do you, are you aware of anything? And she's like, um, I can speak with Garagar, but I don't believe there's been anything out of the ordinary taking place here. Okay. Uh, well, hopefully the Enclave's doing fine, but... Um, uh, well, if you remember, Sphinx said it was abandoned. Oh, okay. I didn't remember, but I do know. <laughs> um, so sweet. Sweet. The enclave, <laughs> the enclave you were going to is Sphinx's old enclave. Gotcha. But okay. it was abandoned. Um. So yeah, I'll share that. They, they, I can trust them. But um, I have resources uh, that tell me that uh, the enclave's been abandoned. So, um, really, we hope to go um, visit just to see any clue of uh, where they might have gone or what might have happened. That is troubling. I'm not. Very familiar with the Astral Order's um, activities, but I know that they play a guardian sort of warden role of keeping the extraplanar activities in check. Yes, the uh, success of the Order means that nobody's heard of us. So <laughs> it, is, it is odd for most people to be discussing them these days. Uh, we, we hope to just keep our business to ourselves and let the people of this land just live their lives peacefully. Yes, sounds like it can be a thankless job, one I am quite familiar with. Indeed. All right. You guys, did anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Okay. Not really. You guys you guys enjoy your dinner, drink your wine, uh, chat, talk, uh, catch up, but uh, eventually you guys can make your way, finish with dinner, um, make your way to your room. Elamir, are you making your way to Garagar's office? Yes. Okay. So you make your way upstairs. Down the hall to the library, um, where Garagar's office is. Um, the, you, you approach a large wooden door. It seems closed right now. Uh, I'll knock. Okay. You don't hear a noise. I'll knock a second time. You don't hear anything. Uh, I'll nudge it open and say, uh, Garagar, are you there? Okay. You you open the door. You can see some like candles are lit. You just see um like scrolls that are shoved into one of those like box little box things with scrolls everywhere and books piled up all over the place on chairs on the ground. Um, you see a desk uh, with some candles around it and just books piled up on the desk. And you see the Garagar is kind of like leaned back in a chair sleeping. And as you walk in, like oh, 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 Hello, how are you doing? I'm great. Sorry to disturb you. Um, we we made our way back into town, and I, I thought that I would touch base with you um, if this is a good time. Um, I mean, yes, please, please take a seat. What, oh. what what brings you back here? Uh, so I'll say, if you remember, um, when I left, I was asking you a lot about the Astral Order. Uh, Still trying to find my way a bit, um, so my business pertains to that. Um, are you, if I remember, you weren't too familiar about the order. Uh, you you knew that you had a contact in Silport, which I believe I've met Svank, if that was him. Um, says, oh no, I had a contact in um, Haramdrum down south in the Doom ah. Sea. Yes. Uh, but it sounds like you found somebody in Sailport. That is, <laughs> that is, that is good to know. Yes. Um, but is, yes, I, uh, I know of the order. I know of their activities. But I, 
very very high level. I'm not I don't not an expert in there. Right. Area. Um. So when when we met you, uh, we met you at the uh, Stonefire Flats, um, <clears throat> and that seems to be where I'll be returning. Uh, the order has an enclave there that seems to be hidden from, uh, I'll say, unknowing eyes. Um, do you know, have, have you heard of this? Do you know anything of the sort? Um, he thinks for a moment and is like, um, no, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Enclave. Um, I'm not familiar with much Astral Order activity taking place in the area. Um, but if I were, if I were a um, member of an order that dealt with portals, I'd imagine that there'd be some sort of portal nearby that might lead you to where you're going. Very simple, but uh, brilliant observation. Um, and also, uh, I guess the other thing, you, you seem to be kind of a leading expert here in magic and uh, strange things, I'll say. So um, <clears throat> I basically want to warn him about the planar disruptions and just say with the uncertainty of um, the order and you know, kind of how much I don't know that um, if there are unexplained things that might be the cause of it, and I'll describe like the shockwave and tell them about that. that yeah, yeah. As, as you talk about the astral or the the um, planar disruptions, he kind of like grabs a quill and a piece, kind of like sits up and he's like, "Oh, can you? So what exactly happened?" And he begins to write it down as you're talking. He's like, "Hmm, that is that is very interesting. I've I've heard of planar disruptions. I've never experienced one myself. Did you feel anything weird in your body?" Um, I guess. Out of RP, I don't think we did. No, we the, just kind of got no, yeah. moved a little bit, right? Yeah, basically things seem to shift. Um, and so he just goes, all right, and he seems very interested. And he's like, I, like I said, I've never experienced a planar disruption, but I, I, I know of their existence. And I know there's some literature on it out there. I'd have to see what it is. But... Um, Yes, it's not something that I'm very familiar with. But if you said you experienced that, that, that seems very interesting. Uh, yes, uh, it was certainly hard to explain, and it caused quite a mess with, you know, dangerous chicken dinosaurs about, but... Um, kind of gives you a brow for a second, and <laughs> confused. <laughs> uh, but yes, I uh, just... Uh, I'm afraid my companions and I, we, we need to get back to uh, the Goblin Gazette so we won't have much time. So uh, I imagine in the morning we'll be heading out to Stonefire Flats. So I uh, just wanted to give you the update that I did have. Um, and uh, if we find anything uh, important that I think will assist you all here as our allies, <clears throat> uh, if I'm not able to tell you myself, I will send a message. Dick, you said that you had a... Um, um a contact in Sailport who was a member of the Astral Order at some point? Yes, I did. His name is Fink. And where does he reside? And he, he gets some information for you if you're willing to give it to him. Uh, yeah. He's like, I, I, have some, I have some contacts in Sailport. I may want to speak with this Sphinx. I think he's a trusty source um, with all the things going on in Sailport. Uh, he, he seems to be one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, well, I will be sure to uh, do any research and let you know what I can find, and I will be reaching out to this Svenk. 
fellow. Sounds great. Just tell him Alamir sent you. Says I will do that. All right, and I will leave him to his sleep, which he clearly right. needs. <laughs> okay. He see pulls a book down. And he says, and starts looking through it as you walk out. All right, what's everyone else doing? Heading back to your rooms. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna head back. Um, maybe catch up with like make small talk, I guess, with uh, Montezuma <clears throat> children if after dinner. But then like okay. head back to my room. All right. Um, Casimir, you do notice uh, at some point during dinner, somebody brings up. He's like, Casimir, uh, it's Bella. She's like, I. What happened to your eyes? <laughs> um, well, you know how your mother and father, when you were young, likely told you don't stare at very bright, hot things? It's like, yes. Uh, but... Apparently, I didn't learn that lesson. <laughs> what did you stare at? Uh, good question. When I know, I may let you know. But don't worry, I can always do this. And then I'll cast uh, Thaumaturgy and change my eyes. And, start, and just start for changing colors. <laughs> you got okay. RGBs in your eyes. Wow. <laughs> wow. RGB. RGB is power. <laughs> Knowledge okay. is power. Power is RGB. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you guys make your way up to your bedroom. Rest for the night uh, as you prepare to set out uh, for Stonefire Flats in the morning. Um, so you guys rest, wake up. Um, what would you guys like to do before you set out? Uh, not realizing kind of the power of that amulet, um, I ask Casimir and Levy, uh, since I don't really know where we're going, do you think that amulet might be able to help us find it? If it has any imp- major importance... It should. Well, that order is considered legendary, yes? I would imagine. Okay, so we need to know of the order and its whereabouts? I guess it's the order's base. Do we know, have a name for it? So if you remember, you're looking for an enclave, which is like an right. enclave of the order. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So, so, basically, the... so basically, the way the spell works is it specifically says in it that the thing you're asking about has to be of legend being a big deal basically mm-hmm. like you so, couldn't be like tell me about steel scar <laughs> okay so brief summary of yeah, significant lore about yeah. the being named okay so, so yeah. i'm not a legend is that what you're saying <laughs> not yet so you can't just ask about anybody and anything it has to, it has be, to be a legendary important. yeah legendary importance like tell me the story of this since you know if it's some great story then you'll you'll get that information hmm well, I'm not sure if it uh, meets the merit of legend, but uh, perhaps there's no harm in trying. There is. What none. would you suggest we ask? Do you want to try? Um, I would just ask it about the, you know, I don't know if this is a proper enough title, but the Astral Order Enclave in Stonefire Flats. But um, we got plenty of traveling to do, so it might be better to do it once we're in the area. It only take, I think it only takes 10 minutes to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10 minutes. Okay, fine. Brain okay. blast me. Brain blast! Okay. <laughs> Who's doing it? Um, uh, I would hand it to him since he would have greater familiarity. Okay. As curious as Casimir may be. You hold the amulet. 
and you cast the spell. Um, <laughs> and uh, you ask about the Astral Order Enclave in Stonefire Flats, and nothing happens. Uh, you get the sense that it may not be of legendary import. I guess we are kind of secret. Hard to tell stories when you're not talked about. <laughs> you imagine if you were to ask about something like the Astral Order, that might work, but something as specific as an enclave of the Astral Order, you imagine, is probably not of importance. Right. Yeah. So either the um, Order or the Stonefire Flats themselves. Uh, Elamir, don't you have like that portal sense thing that gives you like that tingle when you can find a portal or something? I mean... Yeah. Shouldn't you be able to be like? Couldn't we just kind of go towards uh, what's it called? The um, what's the lake? Scalding Lake. Scalding, Scalding lake. lake, and see if you get anything nearby for a portal or something. Yeah, that that was my backup plan. Got Actually, my, my my primary plan. I'm just uh, yeah. I guess I'm a bit nervous. Hey, <laughs> like I, I said, that works. It's it's my first test since I've been separated and uh, not used to failing. But okay. um, yeah, I guess with that we'll we'll set our set our path south. Okay. Um, <clears throat> talk to Hector. Hector's gonna stay. He is interested in. Um, he's heard about this Garagar fellow, and he. The, la- the large library he's collected here, so um, he seems like Hector's going to be staying here. Doesn't He's not an adventurer like you guys. <laughs> Which is fine. And that means you don't Which... have to roll for him. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and we don't want him to die because he's going to be our connect. Until we find a fifth person to play with us and he just gets to be Hector. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys um, saddle up your horses. Are you taking the carriage or are you just taking the horses? I would say we probably just take the horses today because we're yeah, not really on our horses. Leave okay. the carriage with the keep. All right. Ask Hector <clears throat> if he wants to experiment on the hor- on, on the carriage or not. He's welcome to. <laughs> uh, he, he like thinks about it for a moment. He's like, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> just don't destroy it. <laughs> you should roll a luck check and see if he destroys it or not. <laughs> and we'll come back it's just in pieces. Carriage <laughs> lasted half an episode. Oh gosh! Come back. It's like, oh, I'm killing our artificer. We need a new one. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> As my purple eyes blaze, Hector, today is the day you die. <laughs> all right, all right. So you guys, you pack up your stuff. Um, make your way uh, toward the Stonefire Flats. Um, I right, say so you make your way south, south of Redbrook, uh, to the familiar location of the Stonefire Flats. Uh, the trip takes about an hour or two to arrive on horseback. Uh, you see the familiar site, the ground rising on either side, and in the center is this canyon where there's just, as you get closer, just like pools of lava and steam and like ever burning trees that seem to exist in this area. Um, it's very warm and hot. And as you guys are walking, just those of you who kind of in heavy armor, just feel the heat. By the way, Casimir, are you wearing your helmet? No. Okay. 
Uh, I would All like right. to say that I've changed out. I've changed my armor out of being a tuxedo because I no longer feel like I need to be in a tuxedo. <laughs> okay. I am back into my normal traveling clothes. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, you, again, you can see the the canyon going, the ground going up these sides. You enter the canyon and um, continue on to the Stonefire Flats. Um, do, are you taking the horses in with you, or are you leaving the horses? Uh, do they have any problems? In the Stonefire Flats? Like, would it be a problem to bring them in, typically? Um, would we know that? Roll, um... Because I can't remember what we did last time. Would that be survival? Last time you were attacked Halloween. by a fire elemental and some yeah. fiery little dudes. Um, I would just roll a wisdom check, maybe. Just a w- wisdom 16. roll. What's the wisdom of mixing horses and fire? I'd give you. I'd give whoever want to advantage since you've been here. To uh, I rolled a twenty total. Wow, nice. Steel scar is wise, not smart. Wise. Um, you think I mean, about it. Not not twenty. I have a plus zero, so nineteen. You think about it, and you don't think that it'd be a great idea to take the horses just because you encountered. If you remember last time you encountered a fire elemental that, if I remember right, you guys had some trouble with. It was only because Bella cast, like, Tidal Wave or something on it that destroyed it. Um, and it. and the, the area around it is also kind of dangerous. So you're not certain that taking horses in would necessarily be a great idea. I relay this information, information to the group and let them know it is. I advise against it. Okay. All right. Tie them up and give them some oats. <laughs> All right. Um, a tree that's not burning. <laughs> it's just time to an ever-burning tree. <laughs> just the rain here. just slowly starts. Like... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, give me one second. I'll give you five. Five seconds? Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, uh, so you guys continue on. Um, you eventually get to this spot where you can see there's lots of lava. Like looks like almost like some river of lava or something. Um, and you guys continue forward, uh, and suddenly you feel the ground start to rumble. And you felt the rumbles before, um, but they've not been as big as this. And so you guys are walking, the ground starts to shake. And that kind of stops. For a moment and suddenly you see on either side of you launching out of this lava you see a very familiar creature one that you actually fought underneath in the um the cave cardoon's cave um as these creatures burst out of the lava and they look over you and they just kind of turn like uh everyone go ahead and roll initiative Sick. yay oof and it's, uh, okay. Fix this. Fix the music. Give me one second. We can't have this relaxing music. We need battle music. I I activate my instant kill skill so that we skip the battle. Is that what you do? I'm going to move you guys up. I don't Uh, see nothing. It's all black for me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Move you guys up Um, Apparently, Casimir finds another rock. (laughs) 
Yeah. You can oh, wait, find you them. You can find a complete. Ro- you can find a rock in complete darkness. Impressive. There you go. Can you see now? Oh, there we go. Let me reveal the rest of the map. I accidentally turned fog of war on this one. I didn't mean to. Do they remember us? These are different, aren't they? They're the same creature that you saw, but you I think it killed the last one that you encountered. We killed the one we encountered, and that was just one. <laughs> yeah. That one gave me a hug. It was not appreciated. Yeah, this is two of them. We're That's stronger. We power leveled. Uh, I mean... Yeah, that's true. There we go. Uh, Casimir, it does look like your health on there is kind of messed up. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll fix it. It's not connected right. to a so I have to change um, it. Per what is that Casimir. icon on my character? I think we need to remove that. Do you have an icon? Oh, you do. Let me change can it. Can I remove it? Uh, I don't know if you can, but I can. Yes, I can. There you go. You got it. Okay. Um, 25, 20? Uh, 21. 20 to 15. 16. What'd you get, Casimir? Two. Two. Nice. Hey, do hey, Class, hey, hey, rolls. hey, remember, remember your, your war, your paladin thing. Where's that listed? That's what I was looking for. It's under your oath. It's, uh, I believe everyone gets, everyone gets a plus to their initiative for your proficiency bonus. Everyone? Holy crap. Everyone in his aura. What is your proficiency? I mean, it's whatever yours is. It's probably plus four or something right now. Yeah, I no. think it's plus three. Plus three. Plus three. Okay, so everyone gets a plus three to your initiative. Okay. Nice. So I actually, my total is ten then. Okay. I got Casimir, you were at seven. Look, Casimir, you're already providing... <laughs> you can find where on the sheet that was listed. It's uh, it's under oath of the watchers, or yeah. We have our first multi-class in the in the group too. That's right. All right, let me roll for these guys. Who's next? I will not be. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, the first to go is Levy. As you watch as these creatures, they burst through from the burst forth from the lava and they look at you. I look at the one closest to us and yeah, and I start doing that thing that um, Chris Pratt did in Jurassic Park, just like staring <laughs> down this beast and I cast Charm Monster on it. And so it needs Ooh. to make a wisdom save. Okay. Is it wise? I hope not. 16. Uh, he rolled. I don't imagine he's very wise. 12. So he fails. He is okay. on our side until uh, we do anything to harm it. Okay. Or an hour. Let me look it up. Oh, snap. That's nice. Good job, sir. I'd now like to mount it. <laughs> I would like to. Mount it. Riding a fire snake? I mean. 
while he's just shooting bows. Can I like, light the arrows while like breathe on him? Yeah, just don't yeah. hit it, or otherwise it's gonna turn on you. Wow, you're lucky you went first because if someone attacked it, it would have advantage. Yeah. Oof. If it fails saving throw, it's charmed by you into the end spell. That's the only Creature. reason I used it too, is because I went first. <laughs> I don't think she knows it was charmed. That's... So, so to me, this reads as he, you can't say go kill your friend. No, but you we just... can say don't kill us. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, he's go not take a nap. Yeah. Okay. Or right. if like another type of creature came and attacked us, it would defend us. So, but not probably like one of its own species or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to move anywhere? You want to stay right there? Uh, I'm going to stay right here, and I am going to give Bardic Inspiration to... I'll give it to Elamir. Okay, next. Elamir, you are up next. I I will sharpshooter shot the other one. Okay, here, let me put a little symbol over this dude. Man, he's charming on our side. I want a heart. There's a broken heart. No, that's... You can find a not broken heart. There you go. Ah, there we go. Yes, a heart. All right, go ahead and take your shot. I, it's been so long, I had to make sure I'd remember how sharpshooter works. <laughs> okay, so a 16. That's a hit. Okay. Bueno. 2 plus 8 plus 10, 18. It's a hit. And I'll do a second shot, same thing. Oh, sorry. That was 18 damage? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I thought that was your second roll. I do mine one at a time. 18 damage. Hit. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it hit for 16. <laughs> Alright, what's the second attack? Sorry. Uh, how much do I get for inspiration? Uh, plus a what is it now? A D eight. Well, it's not gonna be enough. Uh, I rolled a seven total. You don't know what his AC is, so you might as well roll. Okay. Fair enough. Nine. Like you rolled a nine, or now your total plus is two total nine. Okay. Yeah, that sounds nice. Okay. Okay. So you take the first shot. His like lobby molten flesh. Uh, second shot seems to deflect off of his plating. Um, next up are the creatures. Uh, this guy, he's just gonna hang out, man. He's glad to see you guys. We wave. Just cool. You wave. He shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, Shack gif where he's just. Yeah. <laughs> this one moves forward. He's gonna move right here. Um. As he goes back, as he shoots fire toward all of you, uh, I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. No, it's not a everyone has to make it. Yeah, you have to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, plus four from me. Yay! Ooh, is this considered a spell? Um, no. Okay. It's like an innate ability of this creature. Okay. I got a fourteen. 14. 24. 24. Nice. Uh, dex. Plus four I got from a you? 19. Yeah, plus four on your dex save from me. 
23? Okay, so everyone succeeds. Oh, it's plus 4, we don't roll a d4? No, no, it's plus No, four. no, it's just yes. a straight plus 4 plus being four. inside my aura. Oh, okay. mine, was, mine was 17 anyway, I did it wrong. And mine was 25. Alright, so everyone, as you reach... Everyone's gonna take, um, 4 points of fire damage. Ow. Um... And then as as he sits there, he kind of like you watches it kind of like and it just shoots out this like smaller creature that looks like it. Oh, um, right here plops it right in front of you. Um, and that thing is now sitting in front of you. Uh, uh, and yeah. it is what? As I take damage, I would like to use my hellish rebuke reaction. Where do you get that from? It is from Warlock. First level invocation reaction. So uh, you point your finger and the creature that damaged you is surrounded by hellish flames. Oh no, he might have made it stronger. (laughs) Is that a normal Warlock thing or is that a specific patron? It's unlocked. I I feel like that's from the... It was a first level evocation available based on the options I took. You don't know any invocations yet. You get them at level two. You had told me to take my previous level seven and eight as the levels from our. No, GM. my bad. We were gonna do you. You're a level seven paladin, a level one. Oh, okay. I had totally misunderstood based on the. My messages. bad. Okay, I will fix that. Okay. Then I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can still yeah. rebuke it. You rebuke it. It's just not hellish. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> bad, Mr. Sneaky. <laughs> oh, you threw uh, up on the floor again. <laughs> oh, God. This little guy, though, is, uh, as he has entered the fray, is going to attack you, um, Casimir. Uh, he rolled a nine. Uh, that don't think it's Okay. Is he, he, he basically looks like him, but he's like a smaller version of him, and he goes to swipe at you, and uh, he misses. Um, next up is Steel Scar. All right, uh, first things first is I want to relocate and I want to move right here between these two. I want to face uh, the big one. And as a bonus action, I am going to do Fighting Spirit. Oh, my God. And give myself five. Did you, uh, did, did you run around that little guy? Uh, I, I was here. I never left its area. No, this little guy. Yeah, oh, you, okay, yeah, 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 you're good. I'm, you're good. I, yeah, I never left its, its attack area. Yep. You're good. Okay, go and ahead. Attack. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this guy twice with Great Weapon Master. Let me actually get a second die because all my attacks are with advantage. Here we go. He remembered to use it. I did. Dude, we haven't played in a minute, so I'm like, I got to use it. I got to use it. Shit. Okay, hold on. So first attack, um, 15 total. That is a hit. Awesome. So that is... Oh, sorry. Not 15. 16, because it is plus one. That's a hit? Yeah. Um. So that is 2d6. Stop rubbing it in. It's a hit. God. Five. five. So that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 26 damage on the first hit. And then for my second attack, I need to do math. Uh, 
That is uh, 19. That's a hit. That's, oh, I can roll. Oof. Okay. So 5, 11, 21 damage on the second hit. Woo! And that is going to be it for my turn. Okay. Poor other snake's going to need therapy watching his friend get murdered. <laughs> watching his friend get just cut down. All right, Casimir, you're up. I will do six cast six points worth of uh, or charges worth of magic missile at the hostile one. The big guy. Yes. Okay. Oh wow! Six charges. Yep. Um. Are you just casting at level two? Is what you're doing? Uh, it's cast three glowing darts and then one extra dart per like slot used. So you only have one spell slot of second. Well, it's a second or higher. Yeah. So you only have as a warlock, you only have first level spell slots. Can he use his paladin spell? Paladin. I'm trying to remember if you can. And per the sheet, it lets me go all the way up to level seven with the wand. (laughs) Oh, because you have the wand. Yeah, um, so I'm using the wand, not my right. Spell. Right now, I'll say I'm. I'm pretty sure you can do it. I just I forgot to look at the multi-class stuff. Yeah, go uh, for it. It's fine. Yeah, this is something that I had from before the multi-class. Okay. So that is how many three darts plus five darts. Yep. I'm bad at math. Eight. Eight. So how many darts are you shooting at him? Eight. Eight darts. Okay. Each one's just a D4. Okay. Isn't it like D4 plus one? Yep. D4 plus one. Okay. So it'll be, I guess, eight D4 plus eight. Is Magic Missile the one where you roll the same, it's the same dice roll for all of them? Uh, I thought it was different because you have... Uh, Each individual dart is one D4 plus one force damage to its target. All the darts strike simultaneously. Or you can direct them to individual. Okay, it's the other one. I think it's Scorching Ray. One of them people do apparently wrong. It's supposed to be one roll for all of them. Okay, go for it. Gotcha. Let's see if that'll work. I'm just gonna do it digitally, so because I, I only have one D4. That's thirty-four. Wow. And I uh, put away it? the wand. There he is. Okay. You kill him. You <laughs> he just gets nuked by all these little darts hitting him. Um, as he, <laughs> he just falls down on the ground. Um, he is dead as his friend watches his, <laughs> his friend get killed. <laughs> uh, so he wiggles a little bit for us? <laughs> he wiggles. Um, Levy, you're up. Uh, well, since I saw that one get just absolutely murdered, I'm not going to really blow anything else on anything too huge. So, um, let me think. Uh, I wasn't exactly planning on hitting the small one. Uh, well, I guess I'm just going to do, you know, the basic Eldritch Blast on, uh, on the little one then okay and just be like i'm sorry little one elders blast <laughs> good make attack um a 19 to hit that is a hit cool 
And then it is a 1d10. Where's my d10s? Ten. That did five. And then the second bolt, that did another 19. And a 10. So you 15 damage? 15 damage. Total. Total. Okay. All right. He's just shooting a little worm. He kind of... And then he... um. Uh, he dies, but uh, let's see. Does he spew out another little worm? So it's like a smaller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need I need everyone to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. <laughs> Dex. Ah, uh, plus four, right from you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Nice. Twenty. Twenty. 16. 24. Wow, you guys are all rolling well. Okay. Uh, you're all going to take six, six points of fire damage as the little the worm guy just explodes as this fire and like hot shards of himself land on everybody and burn you guys a bit. My bad. Um, okay. Uh, are you going to stay right there? I mean, are we still in combat? Um, it depends on what you guys want to do. Do you want to attack the other worm, or you just want to leave him be? He's not hurting us. He's not hurting anyone, guys. Like, we can just let him be. I've named him Fred. (laughs) Do I see the Scalding Lake? No, you don't see the lake yet. Okay. Uh, If there's no reason for us to be here, then I would say uh, we proceed. I look at Levy, and I'm like, oh, could you make him go away? Can anybody talk to him? Can we ask him where the Scalding Lake is? (laughs) Um, I, I ritually cast speak with animals. <laughs> Did I have that on me? Is it, are either of those, uh, concentration, your charm monster? No, charm monster, like, that's why charm monster is legit. Okay, so it's not concentration. <laughs> you want to speak with them? Uh, do you have it available? I, I'm trying to check. My beyond is loading very slowly. If not, I can just uh, try to detect portal and see if we're close. I got a one mile. You start like doing hand gestures with him. <laughs> Hot lake. Yeah, yeah, I do have speak with animals prepared. Um, so I will. Actually, I'm just going to cast this a level one spell. So I'm just going to cast speak with animals and try and talk to it. Uh, can you? Thanks for thanks for stopping by. Can you? Can you go back into the lava now? I'll, we'll we'll be on our way. Uh, look at him. With beasts. I don't know. I am trying. On. I have no idea if it's a beast or not. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see if it's specifically the beasts type, or if it's just like saying a generic beast. Beast. In yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hon. Speak with animals, beasts only. If anyone else wants to look to see if you can find a ruling on that, my guess is uh, the description says communicate with beasts. Okay. That that would be my guess. Then that is since it specifically says speaks with beasts. It's gonna only be beast. So no, you attempt to communicate with him. Okay. Um, and no, no luck, right? Because let me make sure he is not a beast. We could. He is not we could beast. just go 
and he won't attack us, and he only sticks to the lava. Actually, I don't know what it is. I, I'm sorry, I assumed it's gender. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, what is wrong with you? He's offended now. All right, so you guys, you guys just start to walk away. As you're walking, he kind of like follows you in the lava. <laughs> just moving alongside as you guys move. He kind of like burps up. You see, he kind of like burps, and you see another one of the things inside, and he kind of like. <laughs> as you guys are moving along, <laughs> uh, you make your way forward. Um, so you guys continue walking for a bit. Um, not too long, but that that's behind you, and you eventually arrive at um, what you assume to be the Scalding Lake. Um, you see, basically, it's just this large collection of water. Um, let me see if I wrote anything down. Yeah, so it's just this large lake, basically, but it looks like there's just steam constantly rising up from this. And like as you kind of get close to the water, you can tell the water is like scalding hot. Um, so... Uh, as you guys stand at the edge of the Scalding Lake, I think that's probably a good spot for us to wrap up our session for the night. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> good to be cool. back. Good to be back. Yeah, everybody. Very good to be, be back. back. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for stopping by. Um, it's been a blast playing again. Missed it. Um, Definitely missed it. Things coming. Uh, next session should be uh, the 30th, but we have to make sure schedules work out. I'm not doing anything. But <laughs> I don't know about everybody else. Ooh, um, I don't know if the 30th might work for me because my sister's coming to town that weekend. We'll figure it out, man. Huh? Figure it out. Yeah, or my, sister's gonna, my sister arrives Friday and she leaves Sunday of that weekend. Tell her you got d d It's more important. <laughs> I do d We'll send out. We'll oh, send yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah, keep it working for now, but um, I'll talk to her when she arrives and be like, hey, I just need two hours of Saturday and we're good. She's bringing us her puppy. That's why. Ooh. Uh, does she want to be Hector? <laughs> hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> I guess with me and my sister, she'll be Hector. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> All right, cool guys. Uh, Apoc, do you want to give the the spiel about where they can find? Apoc, our show? where can they find the set? Find us on Twitter at AWA underscore DND. You can find us on Twitch right here, obviously, at AWA underscore DND. You can find us. What's the website? You can go to our website, AWADND.com, and that'll link you to our Discord. Nice. And what can they do with our Discord? <laughs> Check out all sorts of behind the scenes content, derpy DND posts, mini memes, glorious memes. Or talk to and us. Or talk to us, ask questions about our characters, find background info, so meta info about the story and world that's around us, uh, and even see like character art and fan art. That's right. All that information uh, is below on our channel. Um, for those who don't know, we are sponsored by Tabletop Loot. Um, if you uh, support us on Patreon for the $1 uh, what a tier, uh, you get our discount code for any dice you'd like to buy on Tabletop Loot. Uh, so if you like the show, check us out. Um, but with that, bid everyone adieu. Have a good night, everyone. It's been fun playing. Uh, see you guys in two weeks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Adventure with Advantage podcast. We can't thank you enough for your support. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter for updates on episode releases at our Twitter handle at AWA underscore D&D or catch us live on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash AWA underscore D&D. Thanks.